0: Hello and welcome to Talk Strategy To Me, a podcast where I dive in and give you bite-sized chunks of information that you can get and use instantly in your business because I'm all about those actual moments. Today, I am super excited because I have Candace joining me. She is a marriage celebrant and... She's not just a normal marriage celebrant. She has an amazing journalistic past and I can't wait for you to hear more about this entire like backstory, who she is, what she's done, because it is honestly a little bit epic and she's honestly just, oh my God, like I, I literally have no words for this woman. She's amazing. Anyway, without me blabbing on, I would love to let you get to know Candace. So Candace, can you please introduce
1: yourself? Hi, my name is Candace Bitter. I'm based in Perth, but I kind of go where the wind blows or where the money takes me, of course. I'm a marriage celebrant, as you mentioned, trading as celebrations by Candace. And I've been a marriage celebrant coming up seven years now. Wow. So what
0: did you do before that, though? Because so, I know that you didn't <laughs> just become a marriage celebrant. And I would actually love to know all about your backstory, because okay. I think
1: everyone else would as well. Sure. So growing up, I was pretty set on becoming a broadcast journalist and like really from a fairly young age, had pictures of the local newsreaders up on my wall instead of, you know, pop stars because I was just that weird kind of a kid. So yeah, went to university afterwards, got my way through that, did my postgrad in broadcast journalism and then worked in the, what was the WIN, the regional Channel 9 affiliate for a while and then was promoted to the Perth newsroom. So I worked on TV news for a couple of years until the global financial crisis hit and the newsrooms were streamlined. So I was made redundant at that point, which really sucked. Then that kind of forced my first professional pivot. The state in journalism though, started in online news at that point. So the Fairfax affiliate here is WA Today. So similar to in other markets like the Sydney Morning Herald, and then worked for them for a few years. And because it was in the same building as our local talkback radio station, I jumped over to that. At that point, you know, and having gone to all of these functions, my husband is a fireman, so he's very community-minded, and it's one of the things I love about him. When it came to socializing with work stuff for me, my husband kept saying, "You know, you're not like these people," and I'm like, "Yes, I am. I'm a real high-flying, very important, ruthless journalist." (laughs) Like, but you're not though. I'm like, but I am. And then came to the point where, you know, we got married and we were planning our family and I'm like, wow, actually, no, I'm not I'm not like that anymore. So really it be becoming or starting our family really made me reassess who I was as a person, who I wanted to be as a person before we welcomed a child into the world. So I thought, you know what, as, as great as journalism is and as important as the media is, it just didn't sit with, how I wanted to serve the world. I know that sounds really kind of floaty and a bit a bit wanky, but I don't know. That's <laughs> not, not at all. On, I, I suppose. Think perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, what can I do to use my skills that will offer flexible working? Because that was very important knowing that, you know, we were going to have a baby to look after. And my husband works funny shifts. So I landed on on celebrancy. So I thought about it, thought about it, and then eventually just dived in and, and did the course. It took about a year, I think, to do the course, give or take, and then started slowly and over the course of 12 months built myself up to full-time, and by the time I was ready to give birth, I was ready to hand in my resignation and go all in for myself full-time. So I didn't take any parental leave because I'm a silly sausage. Harvey got all the parental leave and I dived straight into to full-time work for myself.
0: Wow, that is Like, honestly, amazing. But I think a lot of women would actually resonate with that because I think when you do have a baby or you get ready to have a baby, I think it sort of makes you sort of think and go, is this what I actually want? Is this Hmm. what I want my everyday to be? Is this how I want to come home of an afternoon? Like, particularly for those that are like working massively long hours, like maybe starting really early. Working like all day long, not really having breaks, constantly like trying to climb the corporate ladder. And there's, don't get me wrong, there is absolutely nothing wrong oh, with that not. either. Like I, I still remember. I think it was back in year, I want to say maybe year eleven. It was quite a while ago. My brain doesn't really remember those good old days as well anymore. But I wanted to be a CEO of a company. That was like my big end goal. I wanted to break Process. that stupid glass ceiling, and I wanted to be a CEO of a massive company. That was actually my goal. Along with being a a journalist, which I think is absolutely hysterical. (laughs) I wanted to be a journalist and then I wanted to be a lawyer and then I ended up being a teacher. But yeah, like I think you just sort of, that was one of my goals and I thought I could do and achieve anything, but then I sort of had my kids and I sort of really went in and reassessed. I'm a bit like you. I only took three and a half months off for mat leave. I did take a little bit of time and then hubby pretty much was a stay-at-home dad. So
1: perfect. Very, very similar. It it makes you think about what role model you want to be. That was the most important thing. Who do I want my children to grow up into? And how could I be so hypocritical as to say, you know, it's important to serve your community if I wasn't doing such a thing? Exactly.
0: Exactly. I know it does make complete sense. And I think... One of the things that you've definitely touched on there is the fact that you do need to be really aware of your your personal values. And I think as a business owner, I do think that is really, really important as well. So, Oh, your brand values and your personal
1: values will always intersect to some point. And it's hugely important to stay true to that. That's something I'm incredibly passionate about when I'm talking to other business owners. You know, you have to be able to sleep at night and everyone has different values. For me, it's about community service and giving more than I get to the community, which is such a vast difference to what I was doing in journalism. Over the course of my career, the landscape of journalism did change toward pandering to what the reader wants, which is understandable because that's where the yeah. advertising builders come from. But it, there became less opportunity to be able to pursue that community interest stuff. It's still there. It's just reduced, and I wasn't able to have those opportunities. So really now rather than, you know, doing the same old stories and not seeing people at their best. Now I literally immerse myself into seeing people at their best every day. I see yes, weddings do bring out drama in people. It's it's human nature, but it's not a patch on being punched in the face outside the magistrates' court. I'll give you the hot tip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, I definitely don't think that would be as comparable.
1: <laughs> no put but, it that you know, way. When, when, and then Really, it came to when setting up my business, do it, being strategic about it. Yep. What is important to me? I don't want to fall down the same path of just floating about, and you know everything's got to have a bit bit of a purpose to it. So, I really mapped out my personal values, and then when it came down to planning branding, which is, I know something that you you feel very strongly about. Yes, you know, really making sure that my branding aligned to my brand values, which were mostly in line with my personal values but where the where the trouble with that was because I'm all about community service and giving more than I get that does not always work well profitability wise so mm-hmm. I had to be a bit more strategic about how I could reconcile those two things together and I and I've made it work with a bit of bending and manipulating but I think everyone listening really if you feel disconnected from your personal values in your work take a step back really list it out. If you're a visual person, write it down and then have a think about or bring on a coach or someone who can help you put these things into practice in a way that can still maintain the sustainability of your business.
0: Oh, 100%. And Like out of curiosity, what sort of process did you take to really sit down and make sure that your values did align? Like, so what did you just map them out? As you said, did you have a list to go off? Did you do some coaching? What did you find worked really well for you when you're mapping out those values? At the
1: time when I started my business, coaching wasn't really as much of a thing. I'm finding that coaching has really come to the fore in the past couple of years, Um, certainly during COVID when people have had the time to or have needed to pivot somewhat in their careers. So it didn't have the availability or if there was availability, I wasn't aware of it, any professional business coaching. So it was kind of touch and go. A lot, It was a lot of experimentation. Uh, and working out, you know, being from a journalism, public relations, marketing kind of a background, I, I had a bit of idea of the psychology behind business and the impression that you can give. Yeah. So what was really important to me was making people understand that I'm not just in it for the money yes yeah. I need money to survive we all do but it's about building like genuine relationships and even if I'm not the right celebrant for somebody then going hey but you know what she's not a big head, though is she and that was like the best case scenario for me I'm not in it just to get as much money as I can possibly get not that there's anything wrong with that if you you know financially focused and that's one of your brand values So I work out different ways that I could do that without necessarily having to sell myself. Yeah. So one of the things that I have from the very beginning is working on my relationships with other people in the industry, not just other celebrants, though that's very important, especially in the celebrancy game as a sole trader, because if I'm too sick to go to a wedding, who shows up for me? I need to have really good relationships in that area to protect my business interests. But it's other people. So Even people who wouldn't necessarily be um, at the right stage of the purchasing decision making to give me a solid recommendation every now and then. But, you know, the DJs, now the venues certainly have been very helpful. Even makeup artists, just making sure that I, I make and keep really genuine connections with people like that. Word spreads fast. It does. Good word spreads much slower than bad word, but it still spreads. So by showing up whenever I could, to networking events, by taking the time to reach out to people when I knew that they were having a rough time professionally, even if I didn't know them. Say, like, yeah. hey, I've, I've heard that you're having a rough time now. Is there anything I can do to help? Can I lighten your load in some way? Do you just want someone to vent to? That's really touching for people, you know, just if wanting you- to know that they're not alone in business, especially as a sole trader, as I'm sure many of your listeners are. Yeah. And feel very lonely in here. Doing things in a spirit of giving rather than taking so You know, in my early days when I was heading along to networking events, it wasn't about trying to step on other people's toes or heading along to an expo, for example. There are a lot of wedding expos happening in Perth at the moment. It's that kind of time of year. You know, and I'm seeing other people who are not necessarily paying to be a part of the expo, but just wandering around just to say hello to people as part of the industry. You know, taking video and photos and sometimes giving the impression that they're a part of an expo when they're not well that's more in the spirit of taking yeah whereas if you were there you know one thing I did at the expo the other week when I was an exhibit I was walking around saying hey fellow industry professional give me your phone let me take a photo of you in front of your store yeah let me take a quick reel for you of you talking to a potential client just so you have something to use on your socials because it's kind of like you know as a mom I know you'll relate to this you don't hardly have any photos with your kids right because you're always the one taking the photos so it's it's kind of like that as professionals we it's so awkward to take a selfie and you never get the right angle so sometimes just having someone offer who gets it I'm not a professional photographer but hey is it good enough throw it through Lightroom you'll be all right you'll be fine little things like that giving in the spirit of giving or taking a selfie with someone like hey, check out, this is my, yes, this person's a celebrant, but they're a great celebrant too. And I'm happy to cheer them on because there's the right celebrant for everyone. There's the right business for everyone. They're really approaching my business networking in the spirit of giving, which costs me nothing, but then does build that goodwill among the industry.
0: Not only that, but I think you'd also then be remembered. Sure. Like, so then if they're going, oh, so-and-so needs like a marriage celebrant and they haven't found the right fit, I think Candace would be perfect. It's also I mean, the
1: antidote to tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Giving as well. So I was really lucky a couple of weeks ago. I was over in Sydney and I won a really cool award for like the national wedding industry. Which is I did. It's so good. I was, I'm like still riding the high from it, to be honest. But every time I, you know, achieve something good or I win an award, there's just such a groundswell of cheerleaders that just genuinely happy for me. I haven't experienced anyone, certainly not obviously trying to undercut me or any pang of jealousy, because if you are good to people, they are generally good to you.
0: 100%. So it's,
1: it's been very nice to not have to deal with some of that toxicity that, that works around competitive industries.
0: Oh, definitely. Like I'm also of that really big mindset of there's enough for everyone. There sure is. There sure is enough. And I may not be someone's cup of tea. Like people might look at me and go, oh, as if I'd work with you," and that's completely fine. You might find the better fit in someone else that is much more suited to you. And I think that's the same. Like, admittedly, when I got married back in twenty nineteen, I think I asked in a Facebook group, like, any recommendations, and like a whole bunch were like thrown at me. And I went on their websites and one of them just stood out. She sounded lovely. She'd just moved from Sydney. Like she was super nice and
1: she was fantastic. I just loved how she was. And when you got those recommendations, did you find it more? I know that you're supposed to be asking the questions here, but hey, I'm taking over a little bit. It's the journal in me. Did you find it, away. <laughs> Did you find it more authentic when people were recommending themselves or when other people were recommending others?
0: When other people were recommending others. Right. So So building
1: that community around you with your fellow industry professionals or with the customers you've served. I mean, the the people in your industry are more likely to comment on a post like that because they are watching these posts vigilantly. Yep. So if you build great relationships with the people around you, you get that social proof. In the yes. form of, are you, you know, it's easier, it's much more authentic for someone else to say that you're very good rather than you sitting there going, like, promise I'm good. My mum thinks I'm cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like this morning I was on Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine in the Facebook Love group. Love that and one. someone commented needing a Facebook ad specialist. And I was like, oh, Danielle. Perfect. And I was like, I don't do Facebook ads. I don't enjoy them. I can do them. I choose not to. The uh, spirit of giving, right? But I was giving. like why would I bother like saying any, like Danielle's amazing. She should do that. Like, but it's the same. It was so funny. So another like-minded post, this was quite a while ago. This was last year. Someone needed some help with active campaigns, so email marketing. And my business coach suggested myself and another marketing professional, Sarah. And I actually replied and said, Oh, like, thanks so much for recommending me. I said, I think Sarah would be better. She has more experience with Active Campaign than I do. Perfect. They ended up booking me, though. That person ended up going with me. <laughs> she liked my vibe so much. I'm like, I know how to use Active Campaign. I'm like, I'm not trying to That's sell myself short or my anything like that. Yeah. So, like, I just thought it was absolutely hysterical because, yeah, she just, she still went with me. She's like, I love your vibe. And she literally emailed me and was like, I want to hire you. I was like, should we have a phone call conversation maybe first? And she's like, we can, but I already know I want you. So it's not going to change my mind and I was and like it. okay <laughs>
1: because she sees who you are
0: yeah and I was yeah. like it's so funny because I didn't even talk myself up on that post at all like don't get me wrong I definitely jump on those posts and I'm like hey I definitely think I could help I think I'd be amazing but I also go in there and make sure that I'm recommending
1: people quite often as well that's it that's that's the, the love. just out of interest what what yeah. would you consider to be your brand values
0: for me, my biggest ones come back to, and I think about these quite often. One of my biggest ones is around loyalty. Mm. I'm very much a loyal person. I don't know if you're into Enneagrams, but I'm the loyalist Got it. and all that kind of stuff. I'm an Enneagram six, but I'm definitely loyal. I'm the type of person that if I get a client, they become family. I'm literally like your bestie. I chat to you about everything. I have them on WhatsApp. I message them all day and all night. Like I don't have boundaries with them. They're just like a front. That's what I'm like with all of my clients. So loyalty is definitely a really big one. Another one is like dedication. I go above and beyond. I love making sure that I can get the best possible results for every single person. Another one is that I just love sharing. So I love sharing my knowledge with so many different people, whether that is just me getting on my podcast and blurting out something I am currently running pay what you want workshops. That way people can literally access them for free if they don't have any money. My aim is to help. Like there is definitely an aim behind this. I want to help 1,000 business owners this year through my workshops. So technically I should be hitting like the 83 mark for every single workshop. Well, didn't hit that mark and that's okay for my January one. But at the end of the day, I'm still helping people. I still helped 20 people in January to get, awareness and planning
1: their content right so I love um, that I love I want to bring you back to the the pay yeah. what you think kind of a thing yeah because really that is exactly as I was saying this is a, a decision you've made that is not a profit-driven decision, No. yet it's still helping your business. So I think people often have in their minds that everything they do for their business has to be profit-driven, and it is so far from the case if that is not aligned to who you are as brand values. Once a year, at least once a year, I do a, a wedding, at least one wedding for free, and I donate the money to charity. I often do charity fundraisers during COVID because so many people couldn't have their weddings other yeah. than like short, short sharp five-people weddings. Um, I asked my local cafe, shout out to Solinome because they're bloody brilliant. Uh, I go there every morning for my coffee. And then I asked them, would they, you know, stay open for a couple of hours after close one Sunday and I can just come in and do little little legals only weddings, charged a couple hundred bucks. All of the money went straight to the homeless charity. Yeah. You know, little things like, did I make any money? No. Did I post about it on socials? Sure. But did each of those seven couples see what I was doing and then now recommend me to others? Yeah. And I got a repost from their homeless charity. This was all, you know, this is not all stuff I asked for. This is just stuff that happened because people are more wanting to big you up and more wanting to be a part of your world if you are in a spirit of giving. And, you know, you'll find that there'll be other professionals when you do things like this that are like, well, you know what, maybe I'll I'll tack on and do a, a pay what you think headshot workshop you might get a photographer come along and say you know what yeah i really like the spirit of what you're doing or a venue might say yeah look happy to give you a pretty neat discount on on hosting your stuff here yeah, yeah it giving generates other giving and that oh, really has such broad far reaching through it does through the community people are more powerful than they realize they are oh. everyone listening you are more powerful than you realize you are a little little bit of giving can snowball right through the community truly it definitely can
0: but yeah, they probably are my big ones. I have others that are just sort of see, like I'm. I'm very big on communication, making sure it's always open and it's just there and those sort of things. But yeah, one, one
1: impression I get of you is that <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please, please do. I I do. <laughs> <laughs> just take the compliment when I give it to you because I mean it in a truly excellent way okay. is that in what can be a very cutthroat ruthless industry being marketing social marketing particularly in is that you do not attract drama and that you do not get caught up in drama and the wedding industry by nature can also be the same same way. A lot of industries can, especially yeah. these more typically cutthroat ruthless industries you know drama is bad for business. drama is the opposite of giving. Is. if you're getting caught up in drama, People, are, it doesn't matter. It's like when you read a Google review, right? If you get a bad Google review, and it happens, right, a nice, well-thought-out, reasonable response will kill the drama. But if yeah. you see someone responding from an emotional spot, they just want to, like, get their rebuttal out there. Yeah. People are bringing the popcorn. They're ready oh, they to are. see this conflict go off. Uh, and that's that's really what I've admired about you and what you're doing in your space and what I admire about when I see a really nicely well-thought-out reply, especially to a bad review. Or, you know, if you see drama going about or someone calls you out on Instagram, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Just let, let it die. Drama is bad for business 100% of the time unless you are, your business is reality television. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Sorry, I, I instantly thought of maths. That's really bad. I know, and that's what's in my mind because there's a one of my celebrate friends is on maths at the moment. Oh, and, really? And there is yeah, there's a lot of drama about, it, and I'm going to completely check out of that drama and not say anything more about it. But yeah, drama is bad for business, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, if you are inclined to be caught up in in gossiping and drama, just take a step back, run your own race all the time. This is the other thing I see with people in in cutthroat industries. You know, this imposter syndrome happens to us all. You know, stop looking sideways. And if that means you have to unfollow people from your same industry, do it. I follow very few celebrants on my Instagram so I can keep my blinkers on and keep running my own race. And that's where I see a lot of other people fall down. They, oh, but this person's doing content like this or this person is promoting something like this. You might inadvertently copy them and it's stirring up drama. Just unfollow them unless you have a real personal professional relationship with them you don't need to look at what they're doing no not at all be, be yourself your yourself is good enough and if yourself is not good enough invest in some self-education from an outside source exactly I, I love, love that love that I love you. that love that for all of us
0: I do too It's marvelous. well I have loved having you
1: oh thanks I've loved talking to you
0: I loved getting a bit of a journalist interviewing me got that the was- grilling <laughs> That
1: was a bit fun. What a co credit on the episode. No I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> I loved that. You definitely should go and check out Candace on Instagram. She's at Celebrations by Candice, all one word. I will definitely link everything in the show notes as well. Is there anywhere else that we should definitely check you out or anything like that? You that you want us to tell us about or anything like that? Obviously. If you are about to get married or you know someone that's about to get married and they're on the hunt for a celebrant, you should definitely hit Candace
1: up. Oh, sure. I travel right around Australia and Australian yeah. territories. Just FYI, we cannot officiate in the Australian Antarctic Territory, just in case that's something that's on your agenda. Uh, lobby your <laughs> local MP if that's something you'd like to change, because I'm down for that. But if someone is wanting business advice, my DMs is probably not the place for it because I only speak for myself. I do have a very good friend I'd love to give a shout out to. Her name is Laura. She's based here in Perth as well. She runs the Love Biz Academy. Full disclosure, I do a little bit of work for her from time to time, but it is her business entirely. But she is an absolute whiz when it comes to clearing mindsets and making sure that your business becomes the financial sustainable business that you want it to be. So if you are a wedding industry professional, you should probably jump on and follow the Love Biz Academy anyway, because there's loads of good free stuff and free stuff is the best. So.
0: I'm not even a like a wedding person and I follow
1: her. Right. She's very good. <laughs> I mean, she's just a, a real exercise in in good marketing and being true to your brand values, which I admire a lot, which is why it was a very easy yes when she asked me to come and help her out with a few bits here and there. And sure, because I believe in what she does. And it really gives me someone easy to point people to when they want business advice. And that is not my wheelhouse, unfortunately. That, and that what is- am I doing on the podcast? Hey, I'm just sharing a story.
0: You are. I loved having you on, though. You're allowed to be on. Well, Well, thank you so much. I really had so much fun. And I hope
1: you did too. Thank you very, very much. And I'll see you again.
0: Well, honestly, if you love today's episode, then you're definitely going to love them all. So be sure to like and follow and subscribe, whatever you need to do, whatever platform you're on. And I cannot wait to drop into your ears again next week.